Yeah. What's up, guys? We're back again. Episode three. We're ready to be back. Been off a little while. Ready to get this thing really in high gear since school started back up last semester for me. Uh, this guy's got one more year, but he's and then not because I failed class. I was in the internship. So. Yeah, he was at a co-op, so he's been grinding. So, but ready to be back. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. We got a lot of stuff on the table today. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get started with some college football playoff overview. So, any initial thoughts on what happened? Man, I'm gonna be on the record for saying this. It just doesn't make any sense, man. I mean. You look at the matchups, what happened, like TCU barely beating Michigan, Ohio State barely losing to Georgia, but then Michigan beat Ohio State. So then you think maybe TCU and Georgia should be a good matchup, and then Georgia just blows them out of the water. So it's, it's really confusing. I mean, I know there's certain matchup things in college football, certain teams match up against certain other teams better or worse, but, I mean, it the debate really still lives on in my mind whether or not you let in these, you know, good record teams from bad conferences or you, you know, stick with the two loss SEC team or something like that. I mean, if TCU would have played good in that national championship game, I think the debate would have been over and it's, yeah, you let these teams in because they can really compete like, you know, those TCU teams, you know, in Oklahoma and Oregon, uh, you know, teams like that. But just with the uncertainty with how it all went down, I mean, I think the argument just lives on. And, uh, I, I mean, it'll definitely get solved like we've addressed before with the new uh, football college football playoff format where they're going to let in 12 teams. And so that'll be really interesting to see. But, I mean, that's really all I got to say, man. That game was – when you got your third stringers in in a national championship game, I mean, it's just uh, unexpected, interesting, but, yeah. It's just – it was pretty shocking. How about you? No, yeah, I agree. I think that it was pretty ridiculous. Um, I do want to go and say that I predicted the Natty. I did have TCU beating Michigan. Yeah. You can go yeah. and listen Semifinals, to that. both yeah. predicted, even as far as, like, the game script, you yeah. know, whether it be close or not close. I got to <laughs> give you props that, man. My predictions were way off. <laughs> but, you know, um, I got to give you props for that. So, yeah, I do want to go ahead and take credit for that. But I, I really was – thinking that TCU would play a closer game with Georgia. I mean, I, d- I did think that it could possibly be a blowout, but I didn't think it would be the way it was. No, definitely not the way it was. I mean, we we had a little watch party over, and uh, it was like the end of the first quarter, and we were like, man, this game's pretty much over already. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's not what you want to see as a fan of college football in the national championship, the biggest stage. You want to see a good game. Obviously, you know, you can only pick the teams and what they do out there. I mean, you don't really have much control over besides the players and the coaches and all that. But, yeah, it's uh, just pretty shocking. I agree. Yeah. I, I really – I could have seen a kind of a blowout. You know, Georgia was obviously the favorites, and uh, they've got a really solid team all around. But what whatever the score, like 60-something, I didn't see that coming yeah. at all. Like you said, I think that the 12-team playoff will really fix this. I think we'll see a lot more of games like this where it's blowouts. Yep, yep. But I also I think it's going to fix who the real national right. champion is. And I think, I think just as easily as we see blowouts like this, you're going to see these other games where you get some Toledo or yep. something coming in here and they upset a team because yep. any day, any team can beat you know yep. any other team. But it'll be uh, – you know, something to look out for. But, yeah, that, that championship game was something else, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, just go, going on to that, a uh, little piece of news in the college football world that was really interesting that happened uh, earlier yesterday. 
Um, Clemson fired Brandon Streeter, their offensive coordinator, and hired TCU's Garrett Riley, the brother of Lincoln Riley. Um, initial thoughts? I mean, it certainly wasn't the year that Clemson was hoping and the year that Clemson that we've seen from these Clemson teams in the past just being the dominant powerhouse. So overreaction, I don't know. I think a lot of it, the you know, not reaching the levels of success this year were due to the players on Clemson, in, in my opinion. I mean, they had a lot of quarterback controversy. DJ just with, you know, his starting time last year and this year for that matter, he just really didn't seem like he could put it together and develop um, to be, you know, that guy like they've had with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson and all these just list of great quarterbacks throughout the year. So I don't know. Is it overreaction? Maybe. But, I mean, when you have a team that underperforms like that, when they're, you know, a traditional powerhouse, you get pressure from the fans and from other people to make something happen. So. If they've got to do something, it's probably not the worst idea. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think this just shows a lot of people are saying, oh, the Clemson dynasty's over. Clemson's done. Clemson's time to wrap up Clemson's book. No. Well, I think this is showing Dabo's not yeah. messing around. No, I don't. I mean, I, yeah. Like, to have a guy who has helped Clemson get to where they are mm-hmm. and go ahead and after a year where you have two losses. Yeah. Uh, three, two losses. To have a this year after you have two losses, to go ahead and say, yeah, we're going to let you go and we're going to bring in a guy who just took his team to the natty. Right. That's that's saying something. Yeah, I, I don't think – I'll go on record, man. I don't think Clemson's going to just go down and crumble back to old Clemson of old like that easily. Yeah. I, I don't think the dynasty's over. I think Dabo, like you said, I mean, he's clearly trying to make moves to keep this thing alive. They get great recruits still. Yeah. Good high school football players guys, want to go to Clemson. Guys are opting out of going to the draft and staying at right. Clemson. So – you know, with that kind of mentality with the current players and just the amount of talent they can bring in and, and still the talent with Dabo and bringing in uh, Garrett Riley here, I don't think the dynasty's over. We could definitely see a Clemson team kind of revamp for next year and make a run like what we're used to been seeing in the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, any quick uh, preseason Natty Champs picks for next year? Oh, man. It's hard to not say Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, just I, keep I, getting great talent. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think they're losing a lot, but yeah, I think it's always. I think that Bama's going to come back stronger than ever next yeah, year. I, I think, I think, um, I agree with the Bama, with the Bama opinion there. I think that you know, this year, I mean, I say overdue. I mean, it's already been one year that they're not in the national championship, but you know, you don't see them not being around for more than a year or two in a row. So I think Alabama and I think Clemson people are starting to kind of write them off and like, no, they're still yeah. the main players in college football. They'll probably both have good years. I'm sure Georgia <laughs> will have another good year, but you know, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I sure. mean, it's, it's way too early to tell anything <laughs> no, with, yeah. with any sort of, you know, significance, but we'll see Tennessee on the come up, man. I think they kind of just really got snuffed out with how they had the injuries at the end of the year and just, uh, just losing at a horrible time. So yeah. Is Tennessee another one? Is SEC really going to have all these powerhouses? They really could. Yeah. I could really see it. For sure. All right, well, that wraps it up for college football. Um, just a little quick piece on that today. Um, now we're going to move into the main thick of things that we have for today's episode, and that's the NFL playoffs. Absolutely. Up. Most relevant at this time, so yeah. definitely going to be a focus here. So um, we'll go ahead and start off. We're just going to have a, the playoff matchup previews, talk a little about each game. Um, we'll go ahead and get kicked off with the first game of the playoffs, um, Seahawks 49ers. Niners. Yeah. There's uh, no doubt in my mind the Niners look like, 
I mean, some people, you, you could argue that the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles are the one seed in the NFC. I think overall most people would say the NFC is weaker than the AFC, just looking at, you know, the teams at face value. But I think the Niners got this game. Yeah, I agree. I think the Niners are going to pull this one out. I think that – I think it's going to be closer than people think. Yep, I yeah. think it's going I mean, to be a division opponent. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think it's going to be closer than people think. But I do think the Niners are going to pull it out. I think that um, – I mean, and we had this talk on the last episode. Is Brock Purdy going to play bad at some point? And he continues to keep playing well. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, undefeated as a starter, everybody's like, when's the week going to happen? When is he going to crumble? Is the playoff pressure going to get to him? I don't know, man. I mean, we've been – I mean, we've said he's in such a great scenario with the pieces around him, the coaching and the players around him. And not taking anything away from him because he has stepped up. That is not easy to do as a rookie. Just kind of, boom, you step into the end of the season on a on a good team like that and – now you're trying to make a playoff run. That's definitely not easy to do. So will it be the week or will he keep playing good? I think he's going to keep playing good, but I agree. I think it's going to be closer than you think, man. Uh, the Seahawks definitely have that underdog mentality. Pete Carroll, I mean, he knows what he's yeah, doing. he knows what he's doing. There's been some videos released of uh, the Seahawks at practice. They seem like they got some good vibes going yeah, pretty on. Confident. And Geno Smith doing the dances and all that. So you know, Pete Carroll riding around on a scooter. Yeah, so yeah. the confidence and that mentality can take you a long way. So. Um, next up, the game I'm most excited about, uh, the Saturday night game, Chargers-Jaguars. Just a little news piece to throw in there. Mike Williams is out Mike Williams is out a few weeks with a back injury. Unfortunate, man. It happened in a game he didn't even need to be playing in and, and late into that game, you know, at that. So, unfortunate that he's going to miss that. Chargers just – the injuries continue to plague him this year. But I think they're going to pull out a victory in this one. I think out of all the ones we're going to go over here, I think this is the biggest chance that – you know, out of the games, I think the Jags, I could see them upsetting them. The Jags are, they kind of got that underdog mentality too. And yeah, they're playing at home though. They've kind of, and they've been running the table really at the end of the season and squeaking in. And uh, I mean, they got good talent, but I, I still think the Chargers are going to pull this one out. I mean, Justin Herbert, he's he's due for a playoff win. And uh, that team is is really, really, really solid just with all the injuries and stuff. They couldn't put together the elite record. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, as a Chargers fan, I've uh, I'm really excited about getting a lot of our defensive side of the ball back. Uh, Bosa is going to be back this week, I believe, uh, which is huge. Um, so I'm really pumped to have him back. I do really hope that um, Mike Williams can be back if we make a little run. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what exactly that is, but I think that. Um, after the first time we played the Jaguars this year and kind of getting our butts whooped, I think we're definitely going to be ready to go. Um, I think it's going to be a different outcome. I think the Chargers are going to take this one. Um, And I do think, even though I could be a little biased, I think the Chargers are going to make a run and surprise a lot of people. I think that we could definitely make it to the conference championship. Yeah, I mean, Um, the AFC's got powerhouses, but – you want to talk about offensive powerhouses. The Chargers are a team that can hang. And I Absolutely. and the one thing I will say is if we win, we will most likely be playing uh, the Chiefs, yeah. which is somebody who we always play close. Yeah, always. So yeah, uh, it doesn't matter the time of year. We always play the Chiefs close. So I think it'll be really interesting to see what exactly happens. Yeah. Um, up next, Dolphins Bills. I'll go ahead and say. I mean, <laughs> we all know Skylar Thompson is projected to start for the Dolphins. Tua. That is just it's, unfortunate, man. And Teddy, just yeah. just horrible timing at the year to be in the playoffs playing a third yeah. stringer. I mean, I, and this uh, is the question that we kind of added to ask. Would you consider starting Mike Glennon, who they just newly signed over Skylar Thompson? I would, personally. I would definitely consider it. I mean, they just brought him in, so how fast can you learn the playbook and all that stuff? I mean, obviously, if he's not looking good in practice, but 
if he's if he's had some time to practice, he looks decent in practice. Like I could definitely see the um, justification for starting him over Skyler. I mean, we've seen Skyler Thompson in a couple games this year. You know, earlier in the season when their quarterback's uh, injury situation was similar to how it is now, and then toward the end of the season, and there's just been nothing there that says that he's going to be able to get the job done. Whereas Mike Glennon, you know, he's not the best he's quarterback. The guy. He's in the world. memes, full of memes. You know but... exactly, but. You know, he is a veteran. He does have experience. He's played in big games before. And you never know. I mean, sometimes you get those those players that can really just put together a good game. Well, I mean, and it, it I will say Mike Glennon has never in the NFL had the offensive weapons that the Dolphins Oh, gosh, did. no. No, gosh, I mean, no. never, not even close. I mean, that's the whole argument of people saying that, too, is not even good, but just look at the weapons he has. Yeah. So, I mean. If there's I mean, ever a time, exactly. Like if there's some, if there's yeah. ever a time that Glennon could put yeah. something together, it could yeah. be with the Dolphins. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't doubt that they're not looking at that. Yeah, I mean, they brought him in for a reason. I mean, yeah, you got to have you know a backup quarterback. You know, God forbid something happens to Skylar Thompson as well. But yeah, I I mean, you know, they're they're a smart team, and uh, you know, we'll see. I'm, you got to think Mike McDaniel's thinking about. Oh, it. you got to with he's, all the stuff running through yeah, his head. Oh my gosh, he's so creative. Things yeah. outside the box, you know. And uh, I'm sure he's thinking about it. Yeah. So I assume you got Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I got Bills. <laughs> um, next up, Giants-Vikings. I got the Giants in this one, man. It was a really close game when they played in the regular season. The Vikings won with a 62-yard field goal or something, you know, as time expired. But I think the Giants got a lot to play for. I don't know if you've seen the similarity between the Giants when they won the Super Bowl fuse back with Eli Manning. And right now, as far as like the record and the similarities between Daniel Jones and Eli Manning's regular seasons, it's pretty scary similar, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The Giants, they could be that team. I think the Vikings, for what their record is, you know, a lot of people say, you know, are they really that elite team in the NFL? I think they're pretty good, but I could see the Giants pulling off an upset in this one. Yeah. I think uh, I like a lot about what you said. It's a tough one just because the Vikings. That's the butts coming. Yeah, I, I think that I think the Vikings are going to pull it out. It's not a prime time game, so we'll have good Kirk Cousins. Um, but it is a playoff. Game, so <laughs> it is a playoff. Game, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I think that I mean, I just am to the point where I think if the Vikings are going to do something, it's got to be now. Um, now I don't think they're going to get much farther than winning the first round against the Giants. I don't think they'll win again if they win this game. Yeah. Um, but. I do think that they're probably going to get past the Giants. I think the Giants just need a few more pieces to get to where they want to be. Give the guys who are really young on that team one more year, two more years to develop. Um, so, and I really, I really like Dabble. I love the Giants coach. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go Vikings. Um, While we're on the Giants, Kenny Galladay, man, finally caught a touchdown. Yeah. Seventy-two million dollars or whatever, one touchdown. Finally yeah. got it done. It was a nice catch too. Yeah, it was. But, you know, he's he's a uh, kind of a meme right now for yeah. for that for how he's been playing. But so yeah, Carter's got Giants. I got Vikings. Danny um, Dimes, baby. Danny Dimes. <laughs> Moving on. Really good game. Looks like. Um, besides the fact the Ravens are out with right without Lamar. Right. Um, so Ravens Bengals. I got the Bengals in this one. I mean it. It sucks for the Dolphins and the Ravens. You know, two teams that I mean they can play with anybody, but just having. You know injuries at this point in the season, and it being tough. I did. I did see Tyler Huntley is questionable, so gotcha, he could be back. Gotcha. So yeah. if not him, Anthony Brown, I believe, yeah. is a third stringer there. 
they have pretty similar play styles. Yeah, obviously, all three of their quarterbacks right, are similar. Yeah, I mean, obviously missing Lamar is huge because yeah. you know he's he is the all star. A whole step up. Yeah, but I think with I think a lot of people with the you know quarterback concern for the Ravens are kind of expecting a blowout here. The Bengals are you know seemingly toward the end of the year almost favorites to win the Super Bowl just with you yeah. know their ability to be clutch and just get things done. The way they've been playing too, and the way that they've been playing too, absolutely. But I think it's going to be closer than expected. I mean, these are rivals. <coughs> we always say, man, you know, you don't beat a team twice, hardly. And, like, you know, rivals are always going to have good games no matter what. I mean, we see that across every sport. So it's going to be closer than people think. But Joe Shiesty, the Bengals are going to pull this one out, no doubt in my mind. Yep, I agree. I don't really have much to add. I think the Bengals are a great team. I think, like you said, I think they're poised to make it to the Super Bowl once again mm-hmm. um, if they play how they have been. Yep. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm going Bengals as well. Um, last game of the weekend, of uh, wild card weekend, going to be an interesting one, Monday night game, Cowboys-Bucks. Yeah, man, Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, and it's not happening now. I think the Bucks, you know, unlikely that they would make it into the playoffs, just barely squeezing out of that NFC South with, what, an 8-9 record. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, say what you want about that, making it in the playoffs with below 500, but I think, you know, I think the Bucs are going to get it done. Between Tom Brady being how he is in the playoffs and the Cowboys being how they are in the playoffs <laughs> historically, you know, it's that everybody's seen that picture of that cycle where it's like, oh, this is our year, good regular season, choking the playoffs. Yep. I think it's about that time. Um, I mean, the Cowboys, they do have a great team, but just the fact well, What they, better way to choke yeah. than to dump oh Tom Brady, who's 8-9? Yeah. and nine, yeah. Like, it would just – storyline. Yeah, I mean, storybook, yeah. couldn't get any yeah. better, and, you know – I think the Bucks are going to get it done. No, I agree. I think I mean Bucks are playing at home. Even yeah. uh, they don't have to go to Dallas. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And I was hoping you were going to say the Cowboys, so I could right. I could uh-huh. con- be controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, I totally agree. I think that the Bucks are going to get it done. Um, I think that Tom Brady's in that locker room right now, telling guys that they need to be ready to roll. Oh, yeah. he's ready to go. I think they're going to make a little bit of a run. I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. Now, will they get past the first round? Uh, or move more than the first round, I don't know. Um, it really depends on that matchup they get in the yeah. second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, with them as the four seed, right. I mean, they right. could play anybody. So Yeah, especially if we're projecting, um, you know, the Giants yeah. to beat the Vikings, then you know, <coughs> could they end up with that seed? I'm not off the top of my head, not sure, but they could. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, yeah, it'll be, it could be really interesting to see what exactly happens, so. I don't know. That'll that'll be a fun fun one to watch. And if there's anybody, man, Tom Brady can oh, do yeah. it. I mean, everybody. We have all learned this lesson at some point or another. Just do not bet against this man. Yeah. Do not bet against him because he will find a way. Especially it could be the in the year quarter. that he gets divorced. Yeah. And he's got a lot. I mean, he's got nothing nothing else, man. He's got football to play for, and it, it means the world to him. So yeah, it could happen. Um. Two little news points we got up next. First of all, uh, Sean McVay it was being questioned whether or not he was going to stay as head coach of the Rams. Uh, they were saying that he could retire and become an analyst and a broadcaster, and he has come out and said that he's going to stay as the coach of the Rams. Yeah, you know, I never really got that. I mean, he's saying he's going to take time away to decide if he's going to step down. He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a year, obviously, super underwhelming for what, it, you know, the expectations coming in, but they did have injuries. I mean, of course, it's part of any season, but – it kind of surprised that it would be – a lot of people were really saying – It really crossed my mind that he would do that. I mean, a lot of people were saying that he just didn't have the motivation and the energy and the want to really coach anymore. So it was kind of a him thing. Yeah, and gotcha. I – I mean, and I – I mean, 
for me, if I'm a player on the Rams and I hear that, and then he says he's going to come and coach, I don't know if I right. want to play for him. Right, because is he really bought in? Yeah. He's just questioning it a week ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, is he really going to be and bought that's, in? And I think that that is – I mean, now he has a whole offseason now. Some things could change, as we've seen with Tom Brady. I mean, it could change very quickly. And Aaron Rodgers, all yeah. these yeah. off So, I mean, yeah. it could be really interesting, but – I mean, I don't know. I think that it is a little weird. I think that he needs to be either committed to the team or not, decide what he wants to do. Because, yeah. um, I mean, like I said, I think that's just affecting the players and the oh, confidence absolutely. they have. The, the team chemistry. Of especially this, this, and the main issue is especially with a guy so young. Right. I mean, right. there's no reason that his motivation should be in question. That, that's kind of where my head was at, too, as far as, like, I mean, he's still, like, considered as one of the young great minds of the game. Yeah. And just coming off a Super Bowl, and he's he's kind of like one of those new era of coaches that thinks a little bit outside the box, yeah. Um, and just has had good success with you know his game plans and just in general pretty good success in the NFL. So it makes more sense that it's a him thing rather than pressure from the Rams to leave. But you know, I hope everything's going okay with him because yeah. you never know what can be happening behind the scenes with yeah. the person. But you know, I hope he does decide to be bought in and stay with the Rams. But you know, the chemistry yeah. there, like you brought up, will be. Interesting to see what happens. Um, last little news piece: Aaron Rodgers once again will take his time on the return, and oh, it is known man. that Jordan Love is ready to go. Um, if he were to go ahead and step away from the game or take his talents elsewhere, you know, as a Packers fan, this is difficult. I know that we're going to get strung along for many months here in the off season. What will he end up doing? It's a little more encouraging to think he might come back just with kind of the success they had almost running the table at the end. Obviously, they just barely lost the Lions. Especially with so many young pieces right, now. Right, right. You know, there seems like maybe in week 12 or so when they're 4-8, and eight, you know, it maybe seems like he doesn't really have much to stay for. But with some of those young wide receivers that they brought <laughs> in and developed and had good success with toward the, you know, and back into the season, it seems like they're a little might be a little bit more to look forward to. So. You know, a lot of there's a huge mix of Packers fans. Lil Wayne has been outspoken to say that, you know, he's a huge Packers fan. And he's saying, you know, at the beginning here, he wants Rodgers out, then he wants him back. Now he kind of wants him out. I think Packers fans are kind of all over the place. You know, I'm pretty loyal to Aaron Rodgers, I think, just for what he's done for the, you know, what he's done for the Packers has just been incredible. And obviously, he's one of the, you know, greatest quarterbacks of this generation. So, I'll I'll take the negative with, you know, being wishy-washy for a few months. I would still like to see him stay. That being said, if he decides to leave, Jordan Love, man, I don't I don't have anything against him. I'd be ready for just as ready for him to come in as well. So, you know, either way you put it, I mean, I hope he decides to stay, but I don't think it would be the end of the world if yeah. he, if he decided to not. I'm no Packers guy, but I think it's Jordan Love time. <laughs> I think that it's I mean, I I really I was really like concerned when they took Jordan Love in the first round. But after I saw Jordan Love play that small portion of the season yes, he did this year. Yeah, especially against the Eagles yeah, toward the end of that when game. I saw that, when I saw him come in for Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers had took a hit to the ribs or something like right. that. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I was really impressed. And yeah. I think, I think, I mean, if I'm a player on the Packers, I think I'm ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers too. I think that the attitude is part of the reason um, I think going back and forth, no, don't not knowing what he wants to do um, during the season, being mad at guys, and then all of a sudden he's your best friend. I mean, I think that um, it's just very unleader-like. Um, I think that uh, – I mean, I know I used to be an Aaron Rodgers guy. I used to like Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't anymore, but I do question hey, – I do, I do question his leadership. I think that 
Um, and I think that a young guy like Jordan Love, um, who's set down now two years, yeah. um, watch how things get done, been under Matt LaFleur. Um, I think that, I mean, it's his time. I mean, I think that at least give him a shot. Um, now, once again, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. We won't know what's going to happen until August. Yeah, dude. we're so, not going to know. So yeah, it's man. really, it'll really just be interesting to see how it plays out. But personally, if I'm Packers, I'm saying goodbye to Aaron Rodgers and hello Jordan Love. So it's a bold take. <laughs> Understandable. Um, all right, moving on to some college hoops. Um, we're going to just run through this real quick. Um, I'll go ahead and get through us our first little. A uh, few things. So last night, Gonzaga was playing BYU. Huge buzzer beater from Julian Strother. Um, Gonzaga has been struggling a little bit. Uh, I, I shouldn't say struggling. They're still playing relative well. to expectations. Relative to how Gonzaga normally sure. plays. Yep. Um, so that was a big win for them last night. They really needed that one against BYU. Um, next up, Alabama has moved to a projected one seed after a big win against Arkansas. Um, they've looked really good. Um, struggled a little bit earlier in the season, had a few questionable games, but that's just always how the early season Yeah, is. so you got to figure out the team chemistry, dynamics, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So they look really good, really strong. On the other hand, Kentucky is struggling. Um, as we all know, John Calipari has a lifetime contract, so that's one thing that we're going to talk about. Does John Calipari really deserve a lifetime contract? It's hard to say, man. I mean, at – Coming, you know, looking at somebody who's done so much for a program, yeah. you know, you have to be loyal to him. But I agree at some point it's time to move on. You don't want to overreact and kick somebody out who's done so much for you. and That just seems cold to me. Yeah. But, I mean, if you still have great, you know, recruits and great players in there and you just can't get it done, then, I mean, if, if it continues to happen for this season and maybe in the next season, then you definitely got to be considering yeah. looking somewhere else. Loyalty – Loyalty or not, it's, it's business at the end of the day. So I've I've never understood the lifetime contracts. Like I, I understand, like oh, we love you as our coach, blah blah right. blah. We'll give you this, but I don't understand the lifetime. Like give them a ten year deal, give them right. an eight year deal, give them a long term deal to somebody in that position. That's basically that's that's long enough. Yeah, you you see a lifetime and a ten year, and in your mind, I feel like it's almost the same. Yeah, thing. I mean lifetime. I mean that is a. I mean he can stay as long as he wants. I mean, 90 years old. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can stay, and technically, until he agrees to step down. Right. Um, now, they could come in and offer him a bunch of money right. extra and say, and, go ahead and step down you know, now, yeah. whatever. But I think that it was just, I think it's really interesting. Um, now, do I think he deserves it? I mean, I just, like I said, I don't understand the lifetime contract, so I don't really think anyone deserves a lifetime right. contract. Because, I mean, that's like, for example, other great coaches of their generation, Coach K. Does he have a lifetime contract? He might have. Actually. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take one side or like something <laughs> I don't know about. But I don't is, know. Yeah. Talk. Think about any other coaches. Like it's not that much, not, not that common of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even though a, somebody can do a ton for a program, at the end of the day, it is business. And if you're not getting the job done, yeah. you want to have a way out rather than being like, oh, we're kind of stuck in this lifetime thing. Yeah. Like, uh, we just got to deal with it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, moving on, we're going to go a little favorites dark horse. I'll let you go ahead and get started with your dark horse. My dark horse, man, I got number one, I got Charleston. I mean, they have the longest win streak in college basketball right now at 16 games, 17 and one overall, led by Dalton Bolin, the leading scorer for that team. And I mean, they're not some team that you see in a big conference. You know, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to go win the national championship, but 
you know, you got to pay attention to these little these little teams. They man. make they're runs on, in March. They're on a great run, and these little teams make runs. I in always March, think of, when we talk about this. Absolutely. I always think of Florida Golf Coast. Yep, way back. You would never think about it. I think they yeah. just they always find ways to make runs. I could no doubt see Charleston, just a team that knows how to win. You know, I could see them making a run, Sweet Sixteen, yep. Elite Eight potentially. We maybe Loyola, not further Chicago. than that. Maybe not further than that because historically you don't see those teams make it much further than that. Yeah, but. Could they make some make a run and make some upsets, make some noise in the tournament? Absolutely. So start looking at that. Right and they, and I mean, it's not like they haven't. They just beat UNCW, who was on a the second team. longest win streak. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not like they're beating trash teams. Absolutely. Like they're playing good quality teams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm not gonna take your thunder. We both we share this one here as a dark horse UNC. I mean, you have to after last year. They're gonna. They're on kind of the same. They do pace. this every yeah. single uh-huh. year. Yep. They start slow. And then they start getting some momentum, and then it's perfect yep. timing in March. Everybody gets healthy, yep. and then they're ready to roll. The classic quote is, you know, you want to play well when it matters the most. And USC just seems like they always find a way to do that. Yep. When the season really matters the most at that end of February and moving into March, they're going to be playing good basketball. You know, they might not sneak in with the very top seed just with, you know, all the loss they've accrued already earlier in the year, but they're going to play some good basketball. They obviously have a talented roster. Yeah. I mean, last year we saw them as either an eight or nine seed, and they went right in Natty. So, right, I don't think that really matters for no, Carolina. No, absolutely not. <laughs> the seeding could not matter to them at all. Um, my other dark horse, Arkansas, um, and they just lost to Bama. Uh, didn't look that great, but they have the talent. Uh, they're really young, but they have the talent um, to really beat anybody. They're really athletic, uh, board the ball really well, um, shoot pretty well. I think they really have the ability to beat anybody, so that's why I'm going with them. I think they can make a run in March just as well. Um, and then for my favorite, it's funny because they just got beat down right. by Bama, who was yeah. my favorite. Um, I think they look really good. As we said, they moved up to projected one seed. Um, and I think up from that, what I think they were four or they four maybe yeah. So they were a seed, seeding wise. Yeah, they were I think a three seed. Gotcha. Um, and but I mean we know they're ranked fourth in the nation now. Right, right. So. It'll be interesting um, to see if they lose any games because I mean, I, Bama's a team, especially after last year, we saw they can lose to pretty much anybody, but they can beat anybody. Play up, play down. Yeah, kind of mentality. So I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, who's your favorite? You know, I think I think earlier in the year when we uh, or earlier a couple podcasts ago and we said this, I think I'm I think I picked Tennessee. I'm sticking with Tennessee. I mean, they just that's a the the way that they play is the type of mentality you see in a team that goes far in the championship. They have a balanced attack. I think, you know, their top scorers averaging maybe 12 a game, and then they've got a couple other guys in the high nines or low tens. So just a really even attack. They're not, like, super reliant on one player who has a bad night and you lose a game. You know, they play good team basketball. They're disciplined, and they've just kind of got that blue-collar mentality despite having a a ton of talent. You know, those type of teams are the ones that you see that make runs just because they're a good basketball team. They don't rely on this guy or this guy, yeah. and they can just kind of get the job done. Yeah. A close game with Kansas earlier in the year. I think they lost by one. I mean, good record, good conference record. You know, every indicator to say that they can be a pretty good team and make a run in March. Yeah, for sure. Um, quickly, uh, just a few NBA notes to take note of. Um, first of all, 
just came out. Mac McClung has joined the dunk contest as a member of the G League. I didn't even know you could do that. I mean, I, as a G League I don't think you could until this year. <laughs> I think I think they've I think made an exception. Is, yeah. I mean, Matt McClung can fly. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, he can dunk. I mean, we've seen in-game. We've seen in high school, yeah. in college. I mean, he always had, you know, some of the craziest hoop mixtapes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just interesting. No, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I don't. I don't know if I totally understand it because it's NBA All-Star Weekend. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, how is he just going to be at NBA All-Star yeah. Weekend? I, I, I don't know. So, I mean, it's a little weird. Um, but, I mean, I guess if the NBA I, just got to the point yeah. where they want to see some good dunks. Yeah, so. I'm not against it or for no, it. Yeah. I mean, it, the dunk contest, I think everybody can agree, could use some better dunks. Yeah. And, you know, if, they, if he gets in there and he can, you know, his big, you know uh, – spotlight to shine yeah you might say i mean he might throw together some good dunks so he yeah. could definitely spice things up yeah um the miami heat has now named uh their arena miami day dot arena um and they've distancing themselves from ftx the cryptocurrency business mm-hmm. um after they went bankrupt so um just a little thing to add in there and Lastly, the Hawks have promoted Kyle Corver to assistant GM. Um, he was previously director of player affairs. Um, young guy, but knows the league really well. I mean, it's a big move for big somebody who's just barely been out of the league for a little bit to go to an assistant GM level. I mean, yeah. that's a really high level. Yeah, obviously speaks of what he's been doing for the organization. Absolutely. Obviously, they think highly of him. So, congrats to Kyle. Um, yeah. One of the greatest shooters of all time, now an assistant GM. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lastly, we're going to go over our normal little – NC State hoops highlight. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so Great round of applause for NC State men's basketball. Men's basketball. I mean, surprised us. We had this talk last time, and we were like, "Man, we, we look rough. Yeah, we cannot be. We cannot be dissing on them any longer, man. If for whoever hasn't seen it, a huge win against Duke. We're up fit forty four twenty two at half, and just every time you think maybe they might make a run, we just kept pushing, which yep. is just. So great to see, yeah, out of our team, and I we we needed that because yeah. PNC has been quiet. We will admit, yep, um, it's been not a very great home court environment, yep. Um, but it was rocking against Duke, yeah. Um, it was, it they was got so it good going to, see that. Uh, to win by twenty four is huge. Um, to Quavion Smith, Jarkel, and DJ Burns. DJ Burns, they had oh DJ Burns' gosh, chance man. in the stats. That was that <laughs> gives you chills. I mean, what an environment for a yeah. player to be in. Yeah, but he deserves it, man. Yeah. I mean, he was getting the ball. In isolation situations, which, I mean, that's arguably kind of the hardest thing to score in basketball when you're in that set half-court offense and, you know, you're not relying on somebody to hit a shot. I mean, you're just going to give him it. He's going to say, I'm going to win the matchup one-on-one with my size, with my post moves. I think I think he's got a little bit of a deeper bag than people expected with oh, yeah. all sorts of shimmies and fadeaways in the post. Yeah. I mean, you look at him and he is obviously giant and you think, you know, he's just going to back someone down and dunk on him, but... He was in his bag. Yeah, he, he makes has, he makes yeah. some shots that you're like, yeah. holy cow! He's, how, he's how quicker, world? you know. He can yeah. shoot better than you think, and uh, yeah, and just obviously Traquavion and Jarkel. Yeah, they're, we, you we know, know that's they're... not anything unexpected. Yeah. They they went out there and just had massive games. So big props to them and the men's basketball team. Um, playing great right now. Just adding on that, later that week they went on to beat Virginia Tech, um, and with that they're now thirteen and four, three and three in the conference, and nine and one at home. Just shows. I mean, yeah. state fans show up. Yeah. Now we did say that it's been a little quiet in PNC, but that could really turn around, and that record could get a lot better. And I think this Saturday Huge with game Miami, Miami coming into town, I think it's going to be just as loud. Just the buzz I've heard around campus. I think a lot of people are going to be there. Yeah. And if we come out, I'm getting chills just talking about this. Man. If we come out. <laughs> You know, we lost Miami earlier in the season, 80-73. to 73. 
in kind of a close game now is obviously at Miami. But if we come out and we play how we did against Duke and have another big win, I mean, you got to start considering NC State, you know, trying to move into the top 25. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, we already received votes this week. Uh, I saw on Bracketology we were projected eight or nine seed. We were projected out for a while, but now yep. we're in there uh, in the discussion, which is great. I think that if we play – like we're possible to play, as we saw against Duke. I mean, you could see us move up all the way to maybe like oh six. I mean, we played fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think that – and I, I will say, as a lifetime State fan, I was impressed of the way we beat Duke and then we went and beat Virginia Tech. Normally, right. we lay an egg the next game after a big one. And in the second half, the way we handled it and continue to yep. just push, push, yep. push, not try to sit on it and, yeah. and mix up, you know, your game plan and – yeah. Try to like stall the game out and stuff no, like yeah. that. I mean, they just kept going and going. It's very unlike most NC State teams. But maybe this is a, a, a turning of the tides. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, I hope that we can get it done. Uh, yeah, like you said, play a ranked Miami team tomorrow. Huge game. Uh, really need to get the job done. So we'll see. Um, on the other hand, uh, on the other hand, the women's team uh, fell big time last night to Florida State, I believe, by 19 points. Yeah. They look really rough. Uh, I've attended a few games. Uh, they just don't have the effort there. Uh, defensively, we're not all over the court like normal West Westmore coach teams. Um, Again, relative to expectations, still 13-4 and four overall, 3-3 three and three in the SC. You might say, well, that's the same record as a men's team. Yep. Expectations are a little bit different, yep. but, you know, we've said it before. They've got a, a tough schedule coming up. Yeah. So, so it'll be a real test for sure. Yeah. yeah, I know they have Miami coming up, Carolina. Yep. Um, some really good teams coming up in the women's side of the. Um, and that's the other thing: the ACC and women's basketball is absolutely ridiculous. Phenomenal this year. Yeah, Phenomenal. everybody is a contender. Um, so it's tough to play in the ACC, as you can see. Uh, State, who was ranked preseason top ten, now three and three in the ACC. And we're sitting there at like, I mean, we're down the list a little bit, six, oh, yeah. seven, eight, something like that yep. in the ACC just because of our record. I think that they're probably going to drop out of the top 25 after this week they've had. Um, so we'll see. Um, now we do play Carolina Sunday. They could turn things right around, though. Yep, that'll be a big win yeah. in Carolina. Um, so it always we'll is. Just, no matter what the season, no matter yeah. what's at stake, of course, it's always a big win to beat the rival. But yeah. just for the season momentum as well, I think that'd be huge for the yeah. conference record and yeah, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what Westmore does. Uh, we have a great recruiting class coming in next year, um, so hopefully that regenerates uh, some talent in the system. But I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. I think they really need something uh, to give them some firepower. Diamond Johnson just came back from injury. Hopefully she can give them a little something. Um, so we'll see. But that's all the content we have. you have any last thoughts on anything? No, just excited. We keep saying it, but really we're going to be in the routine now that we should be able to be putting them out once a week. I think we're scheduled to put out another one in a couple of days here yeah. and then just get to that every Friday thing. I'm just excited to keep getting this thing started, bring you guys more content, be a little bit more active on social media, putting yeah. some picks out there, some predictions, and just really getting this thing going. Yeah. So spread the word. You know, anything helps. You know, tell your friends, tell your family if you enjoy it. <laughs> Leave some reviews on yeah. whatever platform you're listening on, YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, whatever, you know, typical stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we appreciate y'all listening, like he said. And real quick, um, if you're listening to this, you know, the audio on Spotify or Apple or whatever, this, this is going on YouTube now. Yeah. And the first one that we filmed, the last week's one, should be up there. Maybe yeah, should now. Be up. I think it's getting yeah. uploaded right now. So yeah. if you're, you know, listening on that and you want to come watch us, 
got yeah. a little backdrop. We can be a little. Inter- and I will say, we there. are. As we get better, we're gonna have stuff for y'all to see um, on the video that you're watching. As we get yep. more into this, uh, we're gonna have an awesome NCAA tournament yep. episode. Stay tuned. Um, where we're gonna have that planned out for y'all. You can you'll learn more about that as time goes on. But no, yeah, that'll be an awesome episode. So yeah, just yeah. Be, be prepared. Be on the lookout for new things. As he said, social media is gonna start really kicking up. We're gonna get better with that. Um, but other than that, that's all we got for you. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Ha <laughs>